Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, I got an update on the weather real quick here. Yeah? Um, you know, my... you know, it's funny. I, I'm I'm anxious to hear because I have noticed the weather. Yeah. So my, you know, my uh, car dashboard says the temperature, the mm-hmm. exterior temperature sure. on it. it. Said 423 degrees. Does that seem right to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's give or take. It might yeah. be a little bit off. You might want to go and recalibrate it. But yeah, yeah. I it's oh... a it's a hot one. I have I. This is going to be a real. The top of this show is going to be full of updates. Okay. Um, just because there's just a couple things that I have to cover. Um, we talked a little bit last week about my son's mortal enemy, the eyes and nose light. Okay. Uh, which is a uh, street lamp outside my house. <laughs> okay. It's, it does not have an eyes, eyes or noses affixed to it, right? No. It this is just something maybe that resembles... When it reflects in a certain way. Yeah. It has a, it has a, like a sort of shade, sure. a vertical shade that goes around the end of it to keep it from shining in people's houses. Mm-hmm. But that vertical shade is not completely aligned with this lamp itself. Yeah. And so there's like a little bit of bleed. And in a way, you could sort of say that it sort of looks like an eyes and nose okay. if you're a three-year-old. Sure. Which is when he de- declared that it was the eyes and nose light. Yeah. Um, eyes and nose light has a friend called Gonker Light. Okay. Uh, do you I don't do, know. And you know what this is, where it's coming from. Now, that's one of the interesting things about Gonker Light. I do not. Gonker Light appeared in mm-hmm. the eyes and nose light narrative. Sure. Last week with without explanation and with no explanation proffered when I queried my son. Do you think this is just kind of like, you know, like 80s and 90s sitcoms when, you know, ratings took a dip, you had a character? Do you think Gonker, Gonker Light, Light is, like, is like Burt Reynolds' guest shot? Yeah, or, you know, like adding a – like when the, when the cute kid joined Married with Children. Yeah. Or like a cuter dog replaced <laughs> – Replaced Buck <laughs> when they upgraded the amount of cuteness. I guess what I'm asking is it is it is it your son's sweeps week? Yeah, I think it must be because Gonker Light is new. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire at this point, my entire home is filled with children mm-hmm. and children's toys dressed up in costumes so that the so that the eyes and nose light and Gonker Light don't recognize them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's that's smart. It's and you know I appreciate the. You know, he's being preemptive about it. I mean, like the question, I mean, the real question that it suggests is like, what if Gonker Light recognized Mama Gorilla? Mm-hmm. Like, what would the consequences What is she, what is be? Mama Gorilla dressed as? Uh, uh, as Simon the Astronaut. Okay. Simon the Astronaut, that's my son's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has informed us helpfully. Uh, Simon the Astronaut is the often is dressed as middle an name. explorer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is ordinarily Oscar. My younger son is Oscar the Explorer. Also, my son Simon has informed me. Um, and the Explorer thing. So as Simon dresses as Oscar, mm-hmm. I don't know what Oscar dresses as. Maybe, yeah. maybe Simon's plan is to kind of let let Oscar mm-hmm. be the. You know, like you know that old joke that says, you know, I don't, I don't have to know how to run faster than a bear. I just know how to run faster than you. Sure, maybe that's oh, Simon's plan with Gonker. Light. He's setting up Oscar to be he's bait. baiting him. Our yeah. guest on the program, by the way, <laughs> uh, 
comedian, writer, actress, bon vivant, uh, celebrated uh, comedy theater rapper, uh, Eliza Skinner. Hi. Hi, Eliza. I wasn't How sure if you? I could talk. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Hearing this story, yes. I'll, I'd like to relate something from my own life. Uh, <laughs> I recently... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been gonking a little. Well, it's really tough for me because Gonker Light and I dated and it didn't end well. So oh, it's gosh. weird to hear about him. Right. And like you know that Gonker Light is with Face Light. Face Light. Eyes and Nose Light. Light. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I'm happy. I'm I'm fine, but I, I just would appreciate you guys stop. <laughs> don't rub it in my face, please. I I had no idea. Give me so time sorry. to heal. I feel like it sounds like um, eyes and eyes and mouth eyes light? and nose light. eyes and nose light uh, mouth was was just like was brought on the scene. Yeah, as something exciting, and then just didn't do anything. And so I think uh, Gonker, like, yeah, sure. I think he's he's up in the narrative. He's like, it. we got to get some action. So this in is here. a stakes raising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did did Simon save the cat at some point? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Literally dressed it up and saved it. <laughs> From getting eaten by Gawker Light. Okay, uh, the, so- the, the, it's kind of where I'm at with this is I recently uh, – uh, I'll be a little cagey about this. Did a little bit of writing for a popular internet concern that goofs on popular films. Uh, and – because of this freelance job, I had to watch the last Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so I guess the last Harry Potter story, they they bisected into two movies. That's and how I, they do. And I thought I could get away with just watching the last of the Harry Potter movies because uh, that was what I had to write the jokes for. Uh, and you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to turn this, you know, two and a half hour endeavor into a five hour endeavor. Yeah, all you have to really know. One would assume is like Gryffindor, Whiff and Poof. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I think that's you. Harry, right? Yeah, that's Harry Potter's uh, uh, Yale a cappella group he was part of. Clearly, don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do that with all the movies now. Like yeah, the last the... book in the trilogy gets uh, split into two or uh, a million if it's The Hobbit. And I know that wasn't the last. Anyway, you go. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I know a little, like I have, uh, I think during a summer job once where I had to sit in a booth, I read a Harry Potter book. Is that a top secret job? Also, is that another? Hint? <laughs> no, I work. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not. This is something I could talk about. It was okay. for Lake Mission Viejo. There's cool, a cool, uh, cool. when the cars come in, you need to uh, flick a switch to raise a. It's a private an arm. It's a private lake. Yeah. Ooh. So if someone shows a pass, you flip the switch, and then you go back to your Harry Potter book. Nice. Uh, and I've seen a couple of the movies like on in like. Date scenarios. I date children um, <laughs> or childlike adults. Uh, but I don't really know – You know, I would have a hard time saying what Harry Potter thing took place when. Uh, so I just stand alone, sat down to watch this last movie and it was like an art film to me. It was so nonsensical. <laughs> like – like there's so many flashbacks. People have shared consciousnesses. I don't know who any of the characters are. Like it may as well have been Unshin Andalu. Like it was so like crazy and cutting. And there were all these like meaningful shots of people I had never seen before. And I don't understand the magical rules of the world. Harry Potter, no. And then the scalpel cuts into <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and then it uh, there's a there's a duplicate shot putting it over the moon. Got it. Uh, and then they're collecting tears at some point. I don't know why they're collecting tears it does something uh it it was so baffling i had to uh 
I then decided to go back and watch that first part of the second one. Did not clear anything up. I do, how do kids follow this? It's crazy. Anyway. Well, that, wasn't that sort of the thing that the, the Harry Potter books evolved as like a kid would age? So like they got more complex Oh, as it went on? I, so it, you start out as a as like a real whimsical, book. simple uh-huh. child and then you, you move to a – Nonsensical teen, <laughs> a tortured yeah. dadaist. Sure, I, yeah. I was always. My dad traveled a lot when I was a kid, and um, I always wanted. He he would bring me comic books from different countries, mm-hmm. um, which I obviously couldn't read, but I loved them, especially the sillier ones. Just and and it has translated into like really loving watching comedy that I can't understand in other <laughs> languages. Just for, like, the rhythm of it, and sure. the, and yeah, the the when it's divorced from meaning, it's just like. What are these faces people are making? What is it? Why? The, it's, oh, I love it. Is love this it a so prime much. minister they're making yeah, fun of? Yeah. And it's, it becomes musicals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so this is how I feel about thing. Simon's fantasy world is it's, uh, it's, it's very hard to follow. I'm Jordan. sure if you're, if you're entrenched in the fiction of it, then you can probably follow it a little better. But. No, I mean I think that's one of the central tenets of this world is that uh, there are a set of rules which we are all playing by, mm-hmm. uh, but only Simon knows them. Okay, sure. Uh, that's sort of the concern. I also, by the way, have an update on Blanket. Like a game master or a key master? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I haven't asked him, are you the key master? Oh. But I'll, I think I'll find out. I also have a quick Blanket Plump update, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, blanket Plump, Eliza, since you weren't here last week, is... Uh, my son with a blanket over his head. Oh, it's so it's some of his character work. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is his. He's sort of he's working on he's working on a Mad TV <laughs> uh, audition, and I have not had the heart to tell him that it was literally uh, canceled before he was born. You know, there's always rumors that they're going to bring it back. So his, maybe his hero is Matt Bronger. Oh, um, oh sure. Just wants to yeah, do yeah. anything Bronger. Well, sure. Um, okay, so what he does, it's like a way that he gets out of uh, gets out of bed. Is he like comes and we say, Simon, you're supposed to be in bed, and he says, it's not me, it's blanket pump. Uh, so my wife, bit. my wife texted me. I went, I went out of town uh, recently, briefly, and my wife texted me, and she said, it's it's bedtime. Simon's been asking a thousand questions and trying to engage me in conversation. I finally say goodnight and leave the room. A minute later, he comes out of his room with the blanket over his head. You need to get back in bed, Simon. It's not me. It's Blanket Plump. I don't care who you are. You need to get back in bed. I take the blanket off his head. As I walk him to his room, he looks at me and says, Do dogs have jobs? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know what? I feel. I, yeah, I was. Go- I was going. I was going to make you go to bed, but this is a big question. I feel yeah. like it's a. It's just segueing into a great setup. Like, yeah, what's this punchline? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the dogs with jobs bits. Honestly, it would be from my act. I'm surprised I don't have that. That yeah, I mean <laughs> that is that is some Eliza Skinner material. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean these are these. Are, I think these are like the big questions that you want to make time for as a parent, and I think. Uh, who better than me to comment on mm-hmm. what you should be doing as sure. a parent? Uh, you know, where do babies come from? Where do we go when we die? <laughs> do dogs have jobs? Sure. These are like big things that a kid remembers. You want to have an answer. And if you don't have an answer, you better have a good rabbi. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? There's like literally 
30, 40 percent of the Talmud is on the question of whether dogs have jobs. Yeah. So does a oh, like a. Okay. I did not. I was not aware. Yeah. There's like also like 50 pages about whether shellfish have jobs. Okay. Oh, sure. So is that what gets read in a bar mitzvah? Or? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, in, in Hebrew, I mean, you have to memorize it and you mm-hmm. memorize a passage. About, uh, about uh, whether dog dogs have dentists. jobs. Yeah. But, dog so, but the, so as I understand it, and I think I am as qualified to comment on Judaism as I am parenting. Sure. That the well, sh- I think we both are. The, <laughs> the shellfish and the dogs cannot have jobs in the same place, right? That's my They cannot be employed by this. Kosher, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, the Supreme Court has put that into a legal gray area. Yeah, well. Thanks a lot, Scalia. Okay. One more, one <laughs> oh, more that's, update. That's what Jeff says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, by the way, just uh, hit me up on Cafe Press if you want a thanks a lot Scalia t-shirt. It's kind of a little side business I have. Uh, so, you know, anytime anything happens, uh, you know, that's noteworthy, you just point to your t-shirt. Thanks a lot, Scalia. <laughs> I have one other one other note about what's going on in my family mm-hmm. life. It's been a cra- I mean it's a crazy week cuz Simon just started a new week a new level of school and Oscar my younger son just started school. I mean oh. I'm talking about nursery school. Mm-hmm. Um so you know like I think just everyone is on edge and things are a little bonkers. Um but it's been super super hot here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He went outside and uh uh, my wife said to him, I was sitting in the living room and he went out our front door and and my wife said to him, you know, Simon, isn't it a little hot outside to be outside? And and he said, no, uh, it doesn't bother me. And my wife said, uh, you must have a really high heat tolerance then. Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, it was like 96 degrees outside. And uh, he said, this is a direct quote. I wrote sure. this down on my telephone here. I have a special permission gump that helps me stay warm when I'm outside. Hmm. Oh. So I don't know where he got the gump. Sure. I feel like this we could all, be, I would love to get this one. This may be a Harry Potter thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. Don't they get a permission gomp if they want to go to Gringotts? Yeah, I think it mm. is a permission or, gomp. Is that a type of gross jelly bean? Yeah, I think there's like one in every uh, one in every bag. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a, kind of a legal frog. I should have studied <laughs> Do frogs have jobs? <laughs> Whoa, boy! That now that's a big question. That's that is the only job that they're allowed to to sure. take. Well, look here. Call. Here's the story. Okay, it's very hot outside. Yes. Right. You know why? Because it's August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just any August. Anal August. You've got it. <laughs> yeah, the Jordan, ever the enterprising podcast producer. Sure. And let it never be said that Jordan fails to. Put in the work necessary to mm-hmm. make this a, a truly great program. Mm-hmm. Jordan, did you go to the pleasure chest? Uh, I called. You called. Yeah. Jordan used a, a telephone. Sure. The communications device mm-hmm. to call the pleasure chest, the home of Anal August, mm-hmm. uh, near Jordan's house, and ask if someone from – someone essentially representing sure. Anal August yeah, yeah. would come and visit our program. Mm-hmm. So when we come back – a representative from Anal August mm-hmm. will be here to talk about um, uh, pies and cakes. Sure, <laughs> if dogs have jobs, <laughs> whether dogs have jobs, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find we're gonna get to the bottom of mm-hmm. Anal August and really celebrate it. Sure.
Get to so, the <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of the Risk Podcast, a proud member of the Maximum Fun family. If you've never heard Risk before, you've got to check it out. Risk is where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public, stuff you could never hear on NPR. This is where writers, comedians, and people of all walks of life drop the act and get as raw and real as it gets. You know you love stories. Why not check out the show where you'll hear the most unforgettable ones you've ever heard? Check out Risk today. We are free on iTunes, of course, and we're at MaximumFun.org or at Risk-Show.com. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, banshee on the loose. Oh, wow. That's fun. <laughs> Thanks. I try to make them fun. It's very creative. Where did you get out of? <laughs> um, just my home. I snuck out. My parents are so mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have those traditional banshee values. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm different. I'm a millennial banshee. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go smoke behind the bowling alley. Yeah, I, I have all these wanna... trophies for nothing. Yeah. I don't want to just haunt leprechauns. Is that what banshees do? I, I don't know. They just scream a lot, right? I feel like... The only banshee I'm familiar with is that maybe there's a banshee in Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Okay. Like maybe the bad guy in Irish-themed 1970s Disney comedy – Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Not familiar. Eliza, maybe you'll be able to answer this, Eliza. Mm. 80s X-Men? Banshee? Oh, 90s – yeah, maybe 80s also. I I became familiar with him in the – 90s. Sure. Um, he was um, on X-Force or like he led X-Force when they were like, this is where we're going to have all, all these teens are going to be. What's X-Force? Were, was, is that the Canadian one? No, that it's was Alpha movie, Flight. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there was Excalibur too. No, X-Force, was, it was New Mutants became the X-Force. So it was like teenagers. What's Excalibur? Uh, that's the UK uh, X-Team. Got so, it. yeah, man. Th- th- things exploded in the 90s X-World. Yeah. Had to have a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. Then they had Generation X. Oof. Don't oh, get me boy. started. Yeah. Um, I always appreciate I worked with Eliza for a little bit and really always appreciated that I could come to her with a question <laughs> about 80s and 90s X-Men. And she would always have a good, concise answer. Thank you. You should put – OK. So I think I think we figured out some great stuff here, Eliza. You can put that on your resume. OK. <laughs> Over the break, Jordan, we learned that you can put head size problem solver on your resume. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, if we if we can figure out something that Brian is good for, yeah. then we are set. <laughs> Just kidding. Brian's the greatest. He's good for a lot. He's the, he's the <laughs> Pleasant best. Okay. giggles. So before the, break, before the break, we teased that we were going to be talking about Anal August mm-hmm. with a representative from Anal August. She's been kind enough to join us here in the studio from the Pleasure Chest in West Hollywood, California, Coco. Hi, Coco. How are you? Hello. I'm good. It's hot out. It is hot out. It's hot in here, too. Yeah, sure. I'm not going to lie to you, Coco. Yeah, it is a little stuffy. Um, So, okay. So, first of all, we want to get some kind of sense. For a lot of people, 
anal August is just a phrase that Jordan saw in a window once <laughs> six years ago. Sure. That no one has ever stopped bothering us about. Yeah. That's amazing. I had no idea that people knew what anal August was outside of our, you know, regular customers. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if, if – I don't know who runs the Twitter account. But mm-hmm. I do remember for a while people were tagging our show, Anal August, and you guys in tweets. Yeah. I don't know if that was a phenomenon that you saw. But uh, it is – it was this kind of just weird one-off joke as – saying happy anal August to each other, and now uh, it's a phenomenon. I've totally put that in a memo before. (laughs) (laughs) Like like twice this month, actually. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're a professional. You know how to write a professional email. There's probably a lot of rock-solid memos at the pleasure chest. Sure. Memoranda. (laughs) Rock-hard memos. (laughs) That's vulgar. Unnecessarily vulgar. (laughs) Do you remember what the topic of the memo was? Uh, those are the anal August. Okay, just so it's like yeah. happy anal August. Here are the things about anal August. Okay, so much. let's talk about what the things. What are, are the about things? Well, we were doing this promo for the beginning, which we had never done for anal August before. It was just like for every purchase you spent um, over twenty five dollars before tax, mm-hmm. you got a free butt plug. And this is our way oh. kind of educating about anal August and a lot of because we do free workshops once a week. Okay, and so for the month of you know anal August, a lot of them are anal focused. <laughs> So and education is I have always said I'm with Laura Bush on this. Education is so important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like that's is so close to my heart. It, it, and not just in anal August, the whole year yeah. around, but particularly in anal August when the kids are out of school and so on and so forth. Sure. <laughs> uh, can you describe the free butt plug at all? I mean, I know by the time people hear this, it's probably too late to get the free butt plug. Yeah. But maybe just for next year, if you want to, you know, get excited. Um, kind of like a bowling pin. Okay. Yeah. Like bowling pin a bowling size pin? and shape? No, or? not a bowling. Just the shape of a bowling pin. It's about, I don't know, like a couple inches. It looks something. like a four or five inch. Four or five? Four or five. Okay, I'm really terrible with numbers, but it's about this big. Sure. Uh-huh. It looks like a bowling pin. So listen carefully. Got, yeah, yeah. It has a base on it okay. because. We don't want to go into the butt never to return. Yes. Without sure. a base, without a trace. So oh. that's one of our oh. anal August mantras. You guys are so good with the phrases. Yeah. Jeez, marketing geniuses. Jesus. No, I think that's just like a common thing in the, you know. Okay. You're not saying that you guys no, 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 but made just, it up. We really love to push that. And do you, I mean. <laughs> it, <laughs> Eliza, again, that is vulgar. Come on. We're trying to have a We're mature have discussion a mature about a butt holiday. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep talking. What <laughs> Laura Bush think right now? <laughs> yeah. So what are some – so, okay, so there's a free butt plug involved. Mm-hmm. What what other kinds of things have you guys done to celebrate, you know, whether it was this year or other years? Um, Mostly uh, the workshops. Okay. What are um, some of the – what are some – You know, I don't know if you know this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Our colleague at MaximumFun.org – Kevin Allison mm-hmm. is a butt workshop teacher. Oh my gosh! I mean, he's his primary business is teaching storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Kevin travels travels the world to things teaching. It's like his workshop is. Uh, I'm trying to remember from his Facebook. It's like uh, 20 things you can do with a butt besides put a dick in it or something like that. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? That's he's a nice. nice guy too. He is a really he's nice he's a lovely guy. man. He's a lovely human being. I like him. Uh, do you see – can you guys sense the excitement around the holiday? Because, I mean, we can definitely hear it at the podcast. But, like, when you're around the store or, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, is is there a palpable 
thrill in the air. I think it's just analogist is a fun thing to say. Yeah, so yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah really it's analogist. It. <laughs> do, hmm? do you have other themed months? No, I think anal August is wow. that's a special month. Wow. I mean, it's yeah, not as popular as Speculum September. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Jessie. Although amongst a certain group, that's probably not true. That's true. Yeah, there right. is probably because a... if you're into Speculum September, you're really into it. There's a market. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So uh. Does so... anal uh, look? You work in the shop. You're familiar with the sales numbers. You get you get a bump from anal August. We try to. Try to get a bump from anal August. Well, of course you try to, yeah. Coco. It's <laughs> the point of all marketing. It's mostly, I mean, it's not, I feel like anal August isn't so much like we really need to raise our butt plug sales. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's more as just like. Your butt plug sales are doing great already. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. <laughs> right. Sure. So it's mostly a time where we can just, you know, just talk about all things butt. Because especially around, you know, like the straight community, like anals are re- or was a really taboo thing. And. Over the years, it's something that, you know, people are talking a lot about more and it's not like, oh, never there. It's kind of like, ooh, like it's become this kind of more exciting sexual trend. Mm. And so we kind of focus on that and like how to do it safely, all the ways, you know, if people, a lot of people are scared about anal, but there are a lot of questions and we just like to dedicate four weeks of the year to just, you know, really focusing on anal, you know. Just laser education. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what? <laughs> Again, Eliza. This, this is just. This is at some point. I have to question whether you're actually a professional. Comedian, Eliza. Oh, I've held back so many of them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's been more. Uh, of course, you asked if they got a bump. Yeah, yeah. no, um, you're, yeah, you're right. But, but sorry. Go so ahead. what? Yeah, so. <laughs> what are the most common questions that come up during anal August? Uh, when somebody sees a sign in the window, they come in and say, I can't help but notice it's St. August. I happen to have this question about butts. That doesn't really – I mean usually <laughs> people just have questions about butts like – Every day of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and during anal August, it's more of like a chuckle, like, oh, it's anal August. Or I didn't know it was an anal, anal August. It never really starts any questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, people, if they're coming in with questions about anal, they're probably doing it no matter what month it is. Does it end any questions? Like, do you ever have a situation where somebody says, uh, you know, I'm curious as to whether I should be trying anal. It's something I've mm-hmm. been interested in. Yes. And then somebody just drops the hammer on them and says, yeah, it's anal August. Yes. I love doing that where I'm like, well, it's anal August and we've got all these workshops. You know, if you want to try out pegging or a lot of people are like, oh, I want to try a butt plug for the first time, but I'm really scared. And it's like, well, it's great. You know, we have this class coming up. So it is like it's anal and we get really excited and, sure. you know, oh, you're going to get this free butt plug. So Okay. So let's talk about uh, uh, let's talk about what are the subject matters of uh, the particular uh, workshops taught during Anal August. Pegging, as I previously touched upon. Pegging is a, that's as 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 coined by uh, Dan Savage. That's when uh, a dude uh, receives anal penetration from a toy that a lady is operating. Yes. Is that right? Well, yeah. it's usually it's not just like it's usually on a harness, so right. it's more of that kind of. Uh, it has a lot of power play to it in that respect. That's gotten more popular, right? It, yeah, definitely. It's kind of up. I know. I'm so I'm so happy for pegging. <laughs> like, no. you know, it seems um, like. It's, do you I think like it's tied to the popularity the of the mobile game Peggle? <laughs> Probably isn't. I think it's tied to Candy Crush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so interesting. So, what's a if someone wants to 
to get into pegging, it seems like there's maybe a a rig or a starter kit one needs. What's, yeah, like podcasting. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, are, do you guys have some my first pegging sets? Well, they're uh, strap-on sets, like beginner's strap-on sets. Mm-hmm. And you can use – I mean a hole is a hole, so it doesn't really matter which one it's going to as far as a starter kit goes. Sure. Uh, there are anal trainer kits as well, which is just like a butt plug, usually a series of three with graduating sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone is interested in trying pegging or is curious about pegging, I feel like – the first thing they should do is probably we have the butt sex basics class. Mm. So just general, if they've never tried it before or, you know, you have a lot of questions and dealing with the butt because no one talks about it. Uh, they can come into one of those classes. So they get an idea of like what feels good, what they shouldn't do, what they should be doing. And then eventually work their way up to be like, all right, we can go purchase a harness, go purchase the dildo. And then, of course, a really great lube, you know. Not a, like a B minus lube. No, yeah. not. Not for the butt. You really want to go because the ass does not self-lubricate, which is another analogous mantra. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> that one rhymes less. Yeah, it's no, a little that less. That got to be really straightforward. Yeah. Because like, right. so, a- you have so many people who come in and don't realize that. And it's sure. just like, do you have a good lube for this? And they're like, what's lube? Seriously. People mm. ask about – they don't know what lube is. So you have to explain, well – you know, the vag- the, vagina- <laughs> the vagina is self-lubricating, so you don't really have to worry about lube as much, though it helps, you know, sex last longer. But the butt, like, you absolutely need lube, you know. That's the key, right? That, yeah. The key is lube and a lot they of relaxation. So, Sure. So uh, you want to have some Enya on while yes. this is happening. <laughs> uh, in the class – so I've taught a butt sex uh, basics class. You and I talk about, like, the importance of mood and, mm-hmm. like, really relaxing yourself. So I'm like, if it's Marilyn Manson, whatever. If it's Enya, that's great. Just sure. anything that people, gets you. For most people, it's Marilyn Manson. I hope so. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing for. Ideally. That's so, what I have. That's what they Rose play McGowan, at my – Am I right? My, my, hey. Okay. Uh, that's what they play at my massage therapist. Yeah, class. sure. Play put on Manson. Yeah. yeah, if that helps you relax your butthole, like go for it. <laughs> That's the same thing. My yeah. Good. I'm that glad. Be... Well, we carry so much tension. That would be yeah. such butts. a great aim for a musician. Like, I just want to make the type of music. That relaxes a butthole. <laughs> that's really sweet. I think nice? that's really yeah. great. It's yeah. humanitarian yeah. work. Loose butt core. They call it. <laughs> <laughs> Loose butt core. Huh? Uh, so okay. So there seems like there are a lot of good classes for beginners. What if you? Uh, what if you have done butt stuff before? Do you have something for the more experienced? So we have butt extreme fan. sex. So there's okay. a sex educator. He's more known. You know, he's in. The, he's really big in the gay leather community. Mm-hmm. So he's known for, in he, the class that he teaches kind of like the advanced butt sex ones is extreme sex. So that one involves like fisting and any kind of piss play or just like r- some really like dirty – what you would think of when you think of extreme sex. The shit so. Enya's do in her personal <laughs> life. Is he – now here's my question about this this educator. My, my limited experience with uh, people who are interested in extreme sexuality – is that they're the like almost comically genial? Uh, is that your experience with this gentleman uh, who teaches about piss play? Why I don't understand. The like question. he's just Why these... would it be comically. No, I mean just genial. like <laughs> just like like uh, they're Super like friendly, like real Jimmy Olsen types. Yeah, like nicer than the average person. Yeah, like no, I mean he's just as nice as any average person. It's not like okay, so average amount of nice. Yeah, he's not like there's some people who are like you know. 
really excited and just like, oh, you know, feel so relaxed about teaching and they're just naturally very people people. But then there are other people who are just professional and nice. And he's kind of he's a bit of both. Like he is just a generally a very nice guy. I don't think it has to do with the fact that he's into fisting. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> sure. But I mean, obviously, I mean, there's there probably is a connection. Like, I mean, we were talking about relaxation. And obviously, if this is something something this person is into, they're yeah. probably pretty relaxed. Well, from what I understand about Damon is he's more of a giver than a receiver when it comes oh, to fisting. Oh, okay. But, um, it's funny you mentioned Jimmy Olsen, Jesse, because that is what Kevin Allison Superman's. looks like. He seems like a grown-up <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. Yes, yeah, Superman's friend, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so and I also noticed, uh, this is something we talked about, I think, on the last show, is that the display window, which is mainly how I'm familiar with the holiday, uh, changed this year. Now, I don't. Does it not explicitly say anal August? I think it has a slogan like "I want to be your power bottom." I, I should. Oh yeah, we changed the we changed it up a little bit this I year. I should mention, just so you know, Coco Jordan knows it mostly from the display window. Mm-hmm. I know it mostly from my far side page a day calendar. Sure. <laughs> so throughout anal August, yeah. it's on each page. Uh, so yeah, do you know anything about the decision to change the window? I think it's just to you know come up with. Things that are more exciting. I think it's like there's another one's like kiss my sass. Okay. Um, power bottom, and then I don't remember the other one. There's another one. Okay, but uh, yeah, and I guess I was just disappointed not to see the phrasing. I think it's still kind of like in small print. Maybe just like hashtag in August. Okay. On it. Yeah. yeah. Which is a fun it's, hashtag. I mean, it's fun to talk about power bottoms, too. As much as fun it is to, you know, say the words anal August, power bottoms are a really fun thing to talk about. What, let's, why don't you define power bottom for All us? right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> a lot, I assume you're all straight. Yes. Okay. This is the education of straight people. Yeah. I do this on an almost daily basis. So, a lot of straight people assume when, you know, it comes to gay sex that there's always got to be like someone who's just like, oh, is he the top or is he the bottom? Most times it's a little bit of both. Like most people tend to be switches and it's very – it's not like so easy to define. Like some mm-hmm. people will top for others. It's it's very fluid in that sense. Okay? It's not just like yeah, yeah. very distinct like choose a bottom. There are some people who are, who are like extreme – like I'm just always a top and I'm always a bottom. But the majority of people switch. So a lot of – I feel like – a lot, and I, you know, it's a lot to do with South Park and just general straight people running everything who don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. How does, South, how does South Park enter into a this? A lot of like – you know, because straight white dudes – being on TV, having their straight white dude jokes, sure. a lot of it, they don't understand what it means or like what gay sex it actually is. Sure. So it's always got to be like, oh, and then they think it's really funny to just pen someone as a top or a bottom or a giver or a receiver. So it's a lot more complicated than that just because you bottom and this is where, you know, your power bottom doesn't mean you're necessarily like the more like feminine one or the like more sissy one. And then they find their own. They empower themselves through being a bottom because there's nothing wrong with being a bottom. So that's where power bottom comes from. Yeah. You know, and I think that's and I think that like like goofing around aside, like I do like thinking about anal August as a time of year to expand your boundaries to mm-hmm. be open to new things and it's kind of like funny to say yeah. but i do genuinely like thinking about it as a time of year to try something new yeah. and to think about something in a little bit of a different way and yeah, humor like, is also important i mean it is like funny to talk about sex and it's sure. fun. And i think you know absolutely we should laugh about it and then mm-hmm. you know to understand like 
there's a lot more to sex than just being funny or gross. Like it can really make you be a better person. You understand yourself. You're allowed to love yourself and explore yourself. And how, you know, in the words of RuPaul, how the hell are you going to love anybody else if you don't love yourself? I think I said that wrong. But either way, you know, you know, (laughs) okay, you have to love yourself. You have to know how to please yourself and love yourself before you can do that with the world. You're Mm -hmm. saying in the seat that RuPaul has sat in. And I will tell you that the main mistake you made was you have to do it dramatically more charismatically. (laughs) Astonishingly (laughs) charismatically. I'm I'm in my business mode right now. So I got to be really straightforward. I get that. Um, you know, I think I think it's a nice a nice way to think about anal August too, Jordan. Following up on what you mm-hmm. were saying, is that certainly anal August has to do with butt education. Um, uh, Laura Bush, um, <laughs> sure, thinking about lube, uh-huh. good lube, sure, all these things that we've been talking about. But I think in a more metaphorical sense. Um, similar to the way that the the a lot of people think that the boner society is about penises, when mm-hmm. in fact it's about being all that you can be. I think that Anal August is this is a social organization that we promote from time to time. Um, but I think that Anal August, in a broader sense, is not just about um, is not just about butt play. Mm-hmm. Uh, although certainly that's a part of it and I wouldn't take that away from it. But I think expanding your boundaries and uh, learning about new things in your life in general is a great way. Whether it's about uh, putting something in a butt mm-hmm. or like let's say our friend Dave Shumka mm-hmm. on uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, our sister show. Um, you know, every year uh, Dave Shumka makes rhubarb cordials. Mm-hmm. What if he made blueberry cordials? Sure. You know August I mean? would be a great time of year. That would to... be the perfect time of year because ber- berries are in season, mm-hmm. and that would be the, a great time to switch up what type of cordial. It would be a good uh, like um, number two cordial. <laughs> That's a good point, Eliza. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I've been doing it too much. You guys are probably pooped. You know, I've been thinking of some way to incorporate the doggy style days of summer. <laughs> That's like where we're at. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Because it's so hot. Uh, yeah. So maybe maybe one one last question before we before – we, uh, before we bid adieu to analogous and say hello to what the rest of the year has to offer us, Ooh, I'm I'm hoping for a, a nipple November at some point. But you know, oh, we got to get through sensual September and <laughs> I thought oral it was October first. Speculum September, speculum September. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nipple November. And speculum September seems pretty specific. <laughs> <laughs> it just be like big for medical play or medical fetish. Sure, yeah, yeah. they could yeah. just be generally yeah. just selling. You know, stirrups and doctor's tables and backless gowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I guess I I feel about matters of the anus a lot like a lot like seeing Ant Man, in that I'm not explicitly interested in it. But if someone wanted to go, I would go. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who is who is curious? What's the first step? Education. Okay. So, yeah, so, so one of these beginning classes? Yeah. I mean, or I'm just like a little hesitant to say the internet because some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's there never a, lot a good of books. Yeah. There are Open a lot up of great... your work. You probably have internet at work. Mm-hmm. Open up your work computer and just type in anal. <laughs> 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 uh, on our like website and our blog and stuff, we mm-hmm. have a lot of, you know, short little articles about like, hey, if you're interested in getting into anal, you can pop into the store. We have a bunch of flyers and stuff that have like, you know, little um, tips about anal and stuff. So I feel like it just. 
from a reputable source. Like, don't necessarily go to your best girlfriend or whoever and be like, I'm interested in trying anal. Like, how do you do it? And it's not if she, I don't know, like some people. I'm sorry. Some friends give terrible advice. Sure. <laughs> and I see like these friends who don't know what lube is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or So I would just recommend – there are great books and stuff out there too. A lot of people don't like reading. That was the problem. But there are also DVDs. So. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. This week we're sponsored by Audible.com. <laughs> we're not. Um, yeah, and uh, just because you go to a class doesn't mean you have to do it. And just because you do it once doesn't mean you have to do it all the time, right? So yeah. Hey, yeah. Expand yeah. your boundaries. Yeah. Sure. Or it's just good to know. It's just yeah. good to know these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like karate in that sense. Sure, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's something you're always going to be using, but you can practice it for your own enjoyment in certain contexts. And if it comes up, you're ready. You'll be ready. Yeah, you can use it to please a, lo- a lover. Mm-hmm. Wax on, <laughs> wax <Wow>. off. <laughs> maybe, maybe that should be one of our months. I mean, we're thinking of medical play. Are you using karate? Sure. Mar- <laughs> martial arts march. Sex- martial arts sexuality. Martial arts? Martial arts, yeah. <laughs> Sexual woodbreaking. <laughs> well, Coco, we're so grateful for you, uh, for you to have stopped by here to share all this information with us. And uh, we're so grateful to the Pleasure Chest for adding this wonderful – uh, this wonderful four-week period where us and you know the, the tens of thousands of people in our listener community uh, come together to um, you know to explore brave new worlds and seek out new civilizations. Sure. Thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> we'll be <you>. back. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hello, buddies. I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Andy Bolt. And we're the host of Bunker Buddies. We're a podcast where we're amateur survivalists and we talk about things like the apocalypse. And we talk about zombies and preparedness. What are you going to wear when it's the apocalypse? And you have no idea if you don't listen to our show. It comes out every Wednesdays on MaximumFun.org and on iTunes. Sometimes we try weird foods or we talk about where to camp or how to avoid getting eaten or any of these things. Yeah, so listen to us because it might just save your life. We'll see you in the bunker. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, banshee on the loose. Well, I have great news for us, Jordan. Great. And when I say us, I'm not just talking about you and I. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about the three of us in the studio or the four of us in this room. Wait, is this about humanity <laughs> yeah i think this is about anyone with a living beating heart mm-hmm. um with the capacity to love uh eyes and ears mm-hmm. um and in fact some probably some people who are missing one or two of those things okay probably not if you have if you're missing all of them like or if you're just dead mm-hmm. the living beating heart is that one you have to have sure eyes and ears i would say one out of two at least mm-hmm. um and the capacity to love is optional, but it helps. Uh, but I, if you've pr- you probably heard the uh, laughter in the background. Our producer, Brian Fernandez, is back from London, England this mm-hmm. week. Uh, we're delighted to have him back. He spent uh, a couple of months over in London working on the television program The Royals, mm-hmm. on which he is a writer. Uh, we're grateful to have him back, not least because it means he is uh, here just in time for the premiere of season two of Brian and Lindsay – We'll totally eat that. (laughs) Uh, Four people 
who might not have seen this internet television program. Yeah. I think you should give a brief synopsis. Okay. So uh, Brian, of course, is a producer here at MaximumFun.org. Uh, Lindsay Pavlis is our donor relations coordinator uh, and a very nice person from Orlando uh, who goes out of her way to eat Subway. We've talked mm-hmm. about this sure. on the show. <laughs> and uh, so we put together this show, uh, Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That, in which uh, we have them eat things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked the things. Is this still about analogist? <laughs> uh, they happen. Eliza, to be... the format of this show has changed drastically <laughs> since you were on last. <laughs> Brian is getting married soon, and Lindsay is happily married. Mm-hmm. So okay, good, good. Uh, and I'm not going to make any presumptions about their marriage. I mean, do what but... you want in your own life, but like, I don't, I don't need to watch. Right. Sure, sure. Well, and YouTube has content restrictions well, exactly. too. So, like, so... How to get around that? Put sure. it on Vimeo. Put it on Vimeo. Yeah, then that's Vimeo. where, yeah, that's where okay, you get the real sell stuff. Sell a subscription. A subscription. Oh, I was talking about – I was doing that about the money you would get from the subscription, not yeah. – Okay. You know. Right. Sorry. Anuses. <laughs> what I mean, that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with You know that. what? I'm doing that about both. Okay. It's like if a Muppet ate somebody's butt. Um, so the things let's talk about things that Brian and they would like they would while they were eating the butt they would be waving the arms their arms (laughs) would the the Muppet whose butt is getting eaten do the same they both would at the same time they would just have their mouth open and do that little side to side dance you know know, where they're like yay you know who's eating (laughs) whose butt the the two aliens one of them is going (laughs) (laughs) Bot play. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Bot play. One of them is just going around and around in a circle with the mouth, and the other one Ooh. whose butt is getting eaten. Yeah. Like, yep, yep, Stimulate the prostate. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so things Brian ate. Mano, uh, mano. We talk, let's talk about it. We we gave him uh, something called uh, Boy Boang. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave him uh, uh, and Lindsay as well. Uh, we had them eat uh, chapulines, which is um, Oaxacan uh, crickets. Ooh. Um, we gave them something called a crunky bar. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, Brian on camera, had his first ever alcohol. Oh. Uh, which is a mistake that I feel like I forced him into. <laughs> and I feel pretty regretful about that. And it re- led him down a road of drunkenness. Yeah, and, and the alcohol in question was Malort. Mm. Uh, the Wormwood liqueur yeah, yeah, Malort. Yeah. Um, we, he also, I think Brian got, the, Brian got the worst of it. Brian had to eat this jellied eel, mm-hmm. uh, this English jellied eel, and he sort of threw up. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not going to say there was a lot of discussion yeah. about how much of the close up we could and should use because that's how intense and gross it was. <laughs> but he also ate some really great things. Anyway, there are like almost two dozen episodes that we put together. They're all super short. We hope you will watch them and share them. They come out the day after this episode uh, uh, comes out on September 1st. They will be on the MaximumFun.org YouTube channel. Just search for Brian and Lindsay. We'll totally eat that. And please, uh, watch them and share them. Uh, the hashtag is totes eat. Um, and they're so fun. Uh, Brian and Lindsay are just fucking delightful human beings. They're just lovely, delightful human beings. And Lindsay in particular had never eaten anything interesting in her entire life. So <laughs> she was really game for this. Like I really tip my hat to her for, uh, stepping for, she was just down for whatever they both were. They both did a great job. And, uh, yeah, they ate some really cool stuff in addition to the gross stuff. Um, some chips that were flavored like clams. 
Mm. That doesn't sound like cool stuff. Yeah, like clam Pringles, <laughs> basically. Oh boy, the chip the chip industry is out of control. These were Japanese clam Pringles. Yeah, that's another thing. I, like, like I love international comic books. I love international chips. <laughs> what would you say is, is your top your international chip? chip? We um, got some of them clam chips over in the closet. Really? Left over? Yeah. I would love to try that. Okay. Um, What's your favorite international chip? I mean, my favorite. You can have a top three. Mm, uh, they have some good haggis chips, in, although they're crisps. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I like a, uh, I, I like a um, uh, South Carolina um, uh, crab. Ras- Rasmataz? A crab chip. Okay. We get, some, we get some uh, Utz crab chips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have them out here now? Uh, no, we imported them. Mm. In fact, Brian and Lindsay ate Utz crab chips. Mm. Mm, yeah, I like a crab chip. Um those are probably my the most interesting. They're, they also now like, I should clarify: South Carolina is not yet a different country. Yeah. From what we're in right oh, now. So I know. It's not I was just technically he said international, top, but yeah. But it is. I mean, but a, culturally, it it's a, a world away. It is coming soon. <laughs> I mean, a, if everything goes according group, to my plan, ideally, uh, ideally, we will separate this in, into two nations. Ah, uh, can't support that. Uh, I had the Lay's Euro chip. Euro flavored chip. There's a Euro flavored. Chip? Yeah, I guess what. Oh, is this this is part of those the new four? Yeah. So the, oh. what Lay's is doing is they are letting randos say what the chips are supposed but to taste not like. Totally. They let everybody do it, and then they pick four. So like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Sure. They had cappuccino last year. How was that? I don't know. I wasn't going to taste that. <laughs> I've got a standard to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have these crab chips. Thank you very much. Mm, I love a crab chip. Um, uh, Euro chip. Delicious upon entering the mouth. Three seconds after you swallow, ghost fart. (laughs) The aftertaste is so much worse than the taste, which is pretty good. I've seen a lot of people trying the biscuits and gravy one. Oh, huh. Seems like a weird – that doesn't sound like a a single taste. Well, and – there's they so they pegged them to different locations and the um the truffle fries i believe is like southern california like it's really it's totally random the, hmm. the one they're like this is the taste of truffle fries you know famous from san diego i don't <laughs> sure yeah they put truffle fries in their burritos down there yeah uh, weirdos <laughs> people don't know that anyway brian and Lindsay <laughs> will totally eat that uh, totesEat.com uh, you can go to or uh, just go to the MaxFun uh, YouTube page or go to MaximumFun.org. Uh, we are so proud of it. It was uh, funded by literally thousands of MaximumFun.org supporters. Um, uh, it is looks gorgeous. Uh, ben Harrison and Noe Montez did a great job on it. Uh, and it is – they eat some shit, you know. Mm. They get into it. Mm. They make it happen. shots and stuff? They make it – they fucking make it happen. <laughs> no crane shots though. No. Next season. All right. Yeah, I mean, we got it some dolly shots, probably. Cool. That's, that's pretty good. We got a pretty good dolly shot. Yeah. We got a guy, we got a special disembodied white glove that, like, shows you the food. Oh. That's pretty good. That's the crane shot of gloves. Like, like, <laughs> like a green screen, like, yeah. like, cousin. Is it, was it cousin? Thing. Cousin There's it? thing. Or yeah. Thing. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. Me? 
<laughs> I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, banshee on the loose. Is there a banshee? Brian, do we have confirmation on whether Darby O'Gill and the Little People has a banshee in it? There is a banshee. That's all confirmed. right. There was a banshee in a um, Casper story that I used to have on a, a tape that I would listen to when I was a little kid, and uh, the, it was the big villain. Everybody was like, "Be careful! If you don't, if we don't fix these problems, the banshee is going to come." And then turn out banshee just upset because it wanted candy. Oh, that's a okay. nice. Uh, that's a nice lesson in tolerance. Yeah, Point yeah. of clarification, Eliza. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost or uh, Casper Weinberger, the Reagan-era defense secretary? Uh, <laughs> oh, I would have to check. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, how friendly was he? Because that's <laughs> probably a, a good friendly. way to tell. How did he? How did and he, he was s- friends with a witch. Okay. Does that help? How did yeah. he stand on nuclear disarmament? <laughs> Do you remember at all? Mm. Uh, I don't. I did not get into Maybe it. Didn't come no. up in your little golden book. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why have I been thinking so much about Casper Weinberger lately? I, I don't know. Such a fun name to say. There was a guy I went to middle school with who's he was his grandson. Mm. It was always a real weird credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When they were bringing him out on talk shows. <laughs> yeah. It's like the <laughs> the kid from my grade school whose dad gave us Crystal Pepsi a month early. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's a great Shit. credit. Yeah. That's like the greatest thing that ever happened to anyone in 1991. Sure. Oh, man. I was like, this is going to be big. What did it taste? I don't remember. I had. I don't remember her final ruling personally on what it tasted like. My vague memory is like a slightly fruitier yeah. Pepsi. Well, like a Van Halen guitar riff. Yeah. It was sort uh, of like – Because right now. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no tomorrow? How does that song go? Remember how hot Cindy Crawford was back then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She tasted sort of like that. Cool. I want to taste like that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. A bikini working a Some vending girls- machine. Sure. Some girls, they want to they wanna taste like a, like a soda that tastes like Kathy Ireland. That's a good point. It's too, yeah. It's too obvious. It's too accessible. Sure. Man, I had this, want a little more class. <laughs> I had a middle school friend named Gabe. Mm-hmm. Gabe was all about Kathy Ireland, mm-hmm. but like he was like deep into her bio. Like it wasn't just about like the the Sports <laughs> Illustrated bikini pics. He's like, actually, Kathy Ireland is like, and then he she's was got just, a BFA in art history. Seriously, though, her bio got even more interesting. She's like a killer businesswoman now. She's got like a bunch of different businesses. What's Ireland up to? Yeah. I guess so. Can you can what you give us a little catch up? Is it, B, th- is it just strictly B two B stuff? And I think that it's like I think she started with like interiors, um, and then I don't know. I, I read a whole article on her on some like. Uh, airline magazine. You know, you're stuck, and so you're like, "Well, sure. I guess I'm learning about Kathy Ireland now." Was it the New Republic? <laughs> no, Horizons. Know, yeah, it was probably Delta Inflight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, so, it sounds great. Good for Kathy. Yeah. yeah. I call it Kath. Oh sure, yeah, because you guys are close. Well, it's short for catheter. Oh, that's weird. Now you're getting, yeah, you're getting sure. real, real weird about it. I'm uh, it's just sounds like you've gotten a jump on Speculum September. <laughs> Yay! Okay, look, it's all, su- summer is coming to a close, um, but we still have one summer boy call left here. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I say next week is our final week of summer boy. Okay. And next week's theme is summer boy colon bring the heat. Ooh, what do you think? Of I'm that? intrigued. What does this entail? This entail. This is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I will send a, a call prize. to arms. I will send a. Sorry, prize. I'm trying to punch up your description. Uh, no, I think "Bring the Heat" was really good. Yeah. 
Oh, you were punching up challenge. I was punching up challenge. I'm issuing a call to arms. There you go. Uh, I'm issuing a call to guns. Yeah. Because <laughs> the sun's going to be out. Yeah. Sun's out, guns out. So here's <laughs> here's what I say. Summer Boy Buns call bring the heat. Mm-hmm. The single best Summer Boy call mm-hmm. next week wins a very special MaximumFun.org prize pack. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm talking about a T-shirt. High stakes. No. And whatever other bullshit we find in the refrigerator. <gasps> bullshit? Wow, from the refrigerator. <laughs> it's good that it's going to be some, yeah, something right, you're going to mail that has to be refrigerated. <laughs> I meant the closet. Okay. <laughs> Which <laughs> is pretty the cool. the same size and shape. Yeah. 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 yeah you get in water a, in both of them. In a lot of ways, a refrigerator is just a cold closet. That's what, that, that's yeah. what the old ad was. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Frigidaire. In a lot of ways. The refrigerator's just a cold closet. <laughs> that was a great episode of Mad Men where they came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. God, such an epic speech to get yeah, there. Yeah, I remember when he gave that presentation. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of it, Peggy just went, in a lot of ways. <laughs> the refrigerator's just a cold closet. Yeah. So catchy. Uh, he was coming off that bender, mm-hmm. the 11th hour. You're 17 years old. You're getting ready for the senior prom mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. <laughs> just like, <laughs> your palms are sweating, but you've got the you've got the power of dreams in your eyes. Yes. You That's, know you want to go someplace, but you don't know where it is. In a lot <laughs> you of need ways, to get there, and you don't know how you're going to. In a lot of ways, a refrigerator. <laughs> in a lot of ways, a refrigerator is just like a, col- a closet's just. Or whatever. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. This is if say- the show kept going into like 1975 <laughs> and they were just on blow and just saying whatever they, whatever came to their head. But the gauntlet has been thrown sure. down. This is going to be the final countdown, the final summer boy, probably ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think back over your entire summer and as the title implies, bring the heat. Two oh six nine eight four four five. I like this a lot. To call. Brian is so excited; he's rocking back and forth, clapping and rubbing his hands together because he's looking forward to hearing your calls. Oh, if wait, you can. Oh wait, now, now he's getting on a jet ski. <laughs> Whoa! Is that a sea dude? Wow! Where did he get he really that Uncle Sam excited. costume? <laughs> he okay. is so excited. Can't and if he bonus points for tying in analogous somehow. <laughs> sure. Let, let's hear this week's. Uh, let's let's hear this week's summer boy call. Hello, host of Jordan Jesse Go. This is Charlie from Missoula, Montana. I was afraid I wasn't going to have a good summer boy day this summer until Monday. I woke Brian, up, can you pause uh, this for a second? Early, like eight o'clock, which might not be early for some. This guy lives in Missoula, Montana, and mm-hmm. he can't manage being a summer boy. Have you guys ever been to Missoula, Montana? No, I haven't. Ask Chris Fairbanks. It's spectacular. Sure, fucking spectacular. It's big sky country. Yeah, yeah. It's a little slice have, of heaven, from what I understand. You can't do fucking summer boy shit in big sky country. Where can you do it? I think this guy's about to flip the script on us, Jesse. Really? Yeah, I think, I think he, it sounds like he something's coming. Something's he, coming. He didn't know how to access it. You think this is a classic misdirection? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll see. We'll p- play it, Brian. Hello, host of Jordan Jesse Go. This is Charlie from Missoula, Montana. I was afraid I wasn't going to have a good summer boy day this summer until Monday. Mm-hmm. I woke up uh, very early, like eight o'clock, which might not be early for some people, but it is for me. Drank a forty with a friend. I uh, went down to a friend's going away. Picnic slash barbecue. My friend plays women's league rugby, so her team showed up with a hookah. So I smoked hookah with the women's rugby team, and then someone had brought in a cantaloupe to the picnic, but no one had a knife to cut it open. So having just seen James Earl Jones in the movie Blood Tide punch open uh, a melon, I said that I could do the same thing at this point. 
So it took me a couple of good good punches, but I, I broke open the melon with my fist. Everyone cheered. I passed it around. And that moment when I was just sort of licking the juices off my hands and enjoying the fruit of, of my labor, someone handed me a joint. Pretty good day. Have a good one. <laughs> this guy, His hand has to be wrecked. Yeah. What's interesting about this one to me mm-hmm. is that even in even in contrast even to some of the weirder and wilder ones mm-hmm. that we've heard before, this one is the one that most fulfills the rubric for Summer Boy and also most fulfills the rubric for just a man's life falling apart at the seams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glass half full. You think he just walked into the ocean after this? And he if, probably doesn't have access to the ocean. Being that would in Montana. be a cool summer thing. Yeah. <laughs> I could see this guy walking into the ocean and becoming an orca. Oh, sure. Or killer whale. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm familiar. Yeah. I, <laughs> Thank I just you. I want to make sure you. that you, I don't know if you've ever been to SeaWorld. I just, but. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have gotten into the car. I've been driving home. Like, what the fuck is that? Noise? What is he talking about? <laughs> Was he making fun of me? <sighs> Can I ask you guys like a, like a more serious question? Sure. We've been having a Please. lot of fun here, but yeah. it's something that's really been weighing on me heavily. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. It seems like when I was a kid, and this, this might be a brontosaurus situation, mm-hmm. but it seems to me like when I was a kid, it was very important that you refer to the orca as an orca. Mm-hmm. And at most, you could say an orca, otherwise known as a killer whale, because we were saving whales and protecting them. And so we had to call them orcas. Because killer whale was like a whale slur? Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah. It made it made them seem like animals that you wouldn't want to save. Like some sort of sea thug. Sure, yeah, like some sort of seal-killing, mm-hmm. black and white being, in mm-hmm. cold water swimmer. <laughs> in 2015, it seems like we're full-on back to killer whale. It seems like we don't care about – oh, well, I guess, I guess there was the like blackfish movement. Yeah, we've movement. added blackfish in there. So people got reinterested in saving the whales, but definitely, like when we were growing up, saving the whales was uh, was very, very important. It would seem. But what about just baseline respecting the whales? <laughs> yeah, I guess that wasn't. I guess this would. I think we've yeah we've taken some steps backwards. Did it's... I own and play the collaborative board game Save the Whales, mm. uh, in which each person chose a whale piece and you went around doing things to save the whales until eventually the whales were saved? I'm gonna guess yes. Sure. <laughs> But I don't understand – so I understand the, that context, but I don't understand how we've slid backwards so far that we're calling these whales killers just because they kill so much. You know what? Because they, <laughs> they don't have someone to advocate for them. Yeah. yeah. They don't have someone standing up and saying, no, don't call us that. If there sure. only there was – You can't do a Facebook post if they could with blog, sonar. If they could blog, yeah. I think we would be seeing a lot more uh, orca included in the conversation. You know what they need? They need a documentary on Netflix that people are always telling you about, especially mm-hmm. like your flakier friends. Not exclusively, but particularly. Mm-hmm. If there was an incendiary Netflix documentary about orcas. It'll never happen. Yeah. It's, a, it's an empty dream. We got dream. too many sugar I've, docs to make. I've played too many games of Save the Whales. Yeah. I'm just a starry-eyed dreamer. But, you know. Keep if, believing. Keep believing. If something momentous happens to you, like you see a man turn into an orca or killer whale mm-hmm. while walking into the ocean in Missoula, Montana, call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions, 206-984-4FUN. 
We've got a couple of momentous occasions to share with you. Brian, why don't you roll the first one out? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Mike in San Francisco. I was just returning from a camping trip near Ural's dumping grounds in Santa Cruz, the big basin redwoods. And uh, on the way home on 101 North, saw a car traveling at freeway speeds, suddenly start swerving, then flip over and spin around in the middle of the freeway. And my girlfriend and I stopped our car and ran over and helped pull two women out of this overturned car who were basically unhurt and both walked away. One cried a lot. One calmly crawled through the window and then got on her phone and started talking to somebody that wasn't 911. Thanks a lot. <laughs> she called 611 for some information about where she could run electrical lines. <laughs> Or four one one to get the number of the nearest Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Or three one one to get really into prog rock from the nineties. <laughs> Would you consider three eleven prog rock? <laughs> I don't know. No. College rock. Yeah, I college think college rock, rock is, is close. A okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. But to be fair. I do think 311 used a lot of interesting time signatures. See? Yeah. So maybe that's what you were picking up on because yeah. I know you're so – I felt like they were like trying to do something. I think – they were, that... they were trying to do something. I heard they recorded like an entire instrumental opus in 311. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's probably their most interesting time signature. Yeah. 311 is still like a thing. Like they have they, – they are like a big cruise band. Really? Yeah. And I think that is one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm sure everyone from that band is dead, but I guess they've – They've been – they have a, maybe a fish-like following from what I understand. I recently – fish are really into them? Yes. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> guys really following the boat? Yes, I know. <laughs> right. Not, they like the vibrations from the speakers. They're like, oh, I should follow this. I'm not <laughs> that. Probably some krill over <laughs> here. Oh, now I found my second favorite uh, motivation for musicians. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I'm not super surprised that 311 still has a following mm-hmm. because I recently read a New Yorker talk of the town piece about Guster. Mm, sure. Wow. I was like, wow, they made the talk of the town in 2015, huh? Yeah. I had a well, friend who used to always try to convince me to get into Guster. Yeah. Uh, i got to give him a call, see how he's doing. Yeah, that is like – that. yeah, I feel like that is the band. I guess I can't even think of what a Guster song sounds like, but of like maybe if like Dave Matthews' band was a little too hardcore for you. Yeah. <laughs> like this is too – this is upsetting. Yeah, yeah. This, this drummer is too skilled. <laughs> sure. I don't know a lot about Dave Matthews' band. I heard they have a really good drummer. Yeah, I think uh, notable about the band. They they got strings. Sure. Wait, the Dave Matthews band has tours with strings. Mm-hmm. I think they have, they have one guy who plays a violin that I think died. Yes, I think he so died. I guess they don't. They don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> was it Stradivarius? It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Let's so take we got our next. <laughs> oh yeah! Congratulations to this guy for saving a life. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a but really good this occasion. Yeah. He save a life. It sounds yeah, like they would have been fine. But he saw a car flip over. That's, That's I mean, pretty it's not, good. Not, in like and of he, not like he shirked the responsibility of saving a life. No, he or, gave it a or, shot. It was it was still a cool story. He was ready to you know jaws of life them out of the car. But that's I'm sure. part of what's amazing about it is that it was like. The yeah, 101 fine. is a the 101 is a pretty raw freeway. If he had done this on the 280, the 280 is wide open. But on the 101, you know, that's, that's trouble. Now, here's, here's what I would recommend to him if this hat mm-hmm. comes up next time. Sure. If you're on 101, uh, somewhere around Burlingame, and you see a car flip over, pull them out. Okay, pull the passengers mm-hmm. out of the car. Sure. Bring them to the side of the road. 
Go right over there to the Itzit factory that's right next to the 101 in Burlingame. Get some Itzits and bring yeah. them some Itzits. It's uh, free for flavor they haven't had, mints? like strawberry. It's free for, free for car accident Ooh, victims, huh? I've never seen it. Yeah. It's pumpkin. They got pumpkin Itzits. Mm. Oh, man. I don't know if those are seasonal. I would guess. Uh, are they my... pumpkin or are they pumpkin spice? Pumpkin. Wow. No one does that. Yeah, it's OG. Mm. Uh, Jordan, did I talk about how my sister-in-law, when she got married, had it sits at the wedding? Uh, many times, okay. yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, constantly, I, yes. I uh, I was talking to them at the. We, we, I was on vacation recently with my mm-hmm. with my in-laws, and I was talking to my sister-in-law and her husband, and uh, uh, come to find out that the way they got these it sits, I assumed either somebody went to like Smart and Final or something like that. They called Itzit, mm. and just a guy came from the factory with a car full of Itzits. Just, like, loose in the car? <laughs> they just, just tossed them like, in? Yeah, they just, like, filled a car with Itzits and drove over from the Itzit factory. Wow. That's fucking living, man. I wonder if that's yeah. how they deliver all their Itzits. Yeah. And it was actually uh, It's It, the owner of Itzits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's his first name is It. Yeah. Second name is It's. First name, It's. Yeah. Last name. It. Yeah. Middle name. Really? Hitler. <laughs> Bort. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, let me get one more call. Let's hear it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. Uh, this is Rachel. I was having a wonderful vacation um, in the Azores, thinking it was a total summer boy time, swimming in volcanic craters and thermal pools. It was awesome. And then I fell while hiking, and it turned into a momentous occasion when Eight paramedics had to carry me out of a um, volcanic crater and then bring me to the ER in a hospital that's very different from ours in the U.S., um, where I'm now in a cast and waiting to see an orthopedist in the U.S., but allegedly it's not broken, so that's good. And how many people get to say that paramedics carried them out of a volcanic crater? Good story. Thanks. <laughs> wow. We'll be the judge of that. What country was this Glass in? Half the Azores. Full. I mean, this is a scary situation. I can't even imagine what it would be like to fall and then those paramedics carry you. You're in the Azores. They don't even have it. I don't there. even know where the Azores is. Yeah, I don't either. It sounds like a fictional place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the Azores are like the Sandwich Islands where you're sort of like raise an eyebrow. Mm, okay, I'll, I believe you yeah. that, that that's exists. real. but. But uh, I would love to see hard physical evidence. I don't want. Sounds like she went through some hard physical evidence. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't. Analogous. Yeah, analogous. <laughs> hard physical evidence. Um, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, downplay what this woman went through because sounds pretty dramatic. It does sound like she is a little bit in the in the uh, pursuit of positivity. Sure. Like not pursuit of it, but like she's like, hey, it did I want. Big story is, it's a cool story. Yeah. I want to point out that this lady is not is she is getting it right in that she is not calling from Denver where she lives. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, she's calling us from an Azorian field <laughs> hospital. Right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, when you're going through some shit, take a minute, incur some charges. Call Jordan. Call and Jesse. a podcast. <laughs> she got one telephone call. One time, she got access to the one telephone in the entire Azorian hospital. She could have called her American health insurer. Mm-hmm. Have you guys gotten any jail calls? 
No, oh, we should I don't think get they have some. Podcasts in jail. <laughs> well, like, like uh, I've just been arrested. I, I didn't do it. I don't know what's going. This on. This is my I'm one phone call. <laughs> Help me. I need a lawyer. So if you guys can put out a call or something. Um, but yeah. also, something really cool happened this morning. I saw a cat with two tails. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a cat with two tails! <laughs> I would be against the cat with two tails. You don't think oh. it's they're against God? It's not like this thing was filled with lava. It's just a hole, right? <laughs> Calling it a volcanic crater. Right. I think that's a good point. Are we – I mean, you know. Well, but how else would you describe it? Like a big dip? Yeah, big hole. <laughs> Fell into a big hole. <laughs> volcanic. That makes it sound like it's like a well. I, I appreciate the extra d- descriptor of – But she yeah. – I'm with Jordan on this because we're She the seems lava to here. be implying that she – that she survived the lava. Yeah. And I mean, I think anyone anyone who's been to a playground mm-hmm. knows that it, you're in big trouble if you touch the lava. Yeah, right. That's why you got to keep up top on that equipment. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> lava is Means you got to give Hector mulch, your right? fruit roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jordan, I, after the show, let's talk about you and Hector because I think there's some shit that you're going to need Sounds to process like really, about yeah. your childhood. We still got my fruit roll-up. <laughs> Sounds like he really hector you. Hector, if you're listening... <laughs> And he's supposed to be such a protector. Yeah, yeah. sure. He's always hectoring. Uh, well, we have a lot of fun on our show, Jordan, Jesse, go. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne. America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, banshee on the loose. Well, this has been just a delight to have you here, Eliza. Thank you. Um, uh, Eliza, you're, of course, you're on Twitter at Eliza Skinner, and that's a fun place. I, I know, I I know, I've subscribed to that feed. Sure, mm-hmm, I like it. I get that fire hose of uh, basically just uh, uh, Periscope announcements at this point. <laughs> well, that's I've been on the, the it was heavy this week because I was on set all night, and it's one of the only ways I could keep myself awake. What are you scoping? Uh, actually, on set, I was doing just a bunch of behind the scenes, like, "Hey, it's a TV show. Why don't you? Do you want to ask the director anything? Do you want to ask the makeup artist anything?" Want, and people were like, "Yes, we do." Oh, interesting. How do we get those jobs? Mostly? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. How do um, I become a television director? Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you say what this show is that you were periscoping mm-hmm. from? Yeah, it's called Adam Ruins Everything. It's going to be on True TV starting September 29th. Um, yeah. So. It's going to be fun. What's the format? What are we, what are we looking at? It, it's, it's a nonfiction comedy. It's sort of in the world of um, bullshit, Penn and Teller's bullshit or Mythbusters or even that um, cooking show Good Eats um, where Adam Conover stand up challenges ideas that are just generally societally accepted. Things like, you know, why do we give engagement rings? We shouldn't. That's dumb. <laughs> With the actual history of them and like dog breeds and all that kind of stuff. Dog breeds and engagement rings? Yeah. He's tearing the lid off both? What? Mm-hmm. Tipping. We get into it. Sure. So. Tipping. Is that hashtag analogous thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just the tip. Got it. Um, well, it's been a joy to have you here, Eliza. Thanks. I always love coming. It's always a lot of fun. Did you give me a hand signal that means you have a thing to say, Jordan? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. I was just gesturing, just doing some <laughs> gestures. Do you guys want to see some gestures? Jordan is actually preparing oh, to be one of those interpretive oh, wow, sign language people. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I don't know sign language, but I think the first step is like just to get a good vibe and get like confident with using my hands. I feel like you could already, with that amount of knowledge, be good like a sign hype man. Mm-hmm. So if you were just doing like hi- sign hypes for a I, sign language interpreter. Oh, I'm like – 
I'm just getting the crowd pumped for the sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, get a load of this guy. <laughs> yep. Jordan, when we, when we were in college mm-hmm. at the University of California at Santa Cruz, did you ever watch that documentary that played, like, we had cable in the dorms, you know, but you only get a certain amount of cable. So you get, like, 15, 20 channels, something like that. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the local cable access channel. Did you ever watch that documentary that would play over and over and over and over about the woman at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk who did the sign language translation? Yeah, it seems like, like something that I'm sure during the – during the course of college, I saw it in five-minute chunks. Yeah, You know, in a lot of ways, it's an art. Mm. Mm. People think it's you're just saying what it is, but you're really giving the spirit of the thing. Yeah, a lot of emotion involved. Yeah. Oh, it was the horn player of Dave Matthews' band that died, not the violin guy. Oh, we learned God. that during the break. If you did, you see the very end of the uh, did you see the very end of the uh, sign language documentary? I didn't. Uh-uh. Uh, she walks into the ocean. Wow. Becomes an orca. an orca. Wow. Fully? Fully? Not just halfway or anything? Absolutely. No, all the way. Wow. She does everything all the way. It's weird that That's they got industrial light and magic to do that sequence, considering yeah. that it was local cable access. Yeah. But. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're del- George just believed in the project. We're so happy to <laughs> we're so happy to have Brian Fernandez, our producer, back on the boards. Uh, well, welcome back, welcome back, Brian. Sure. Great to great nice to, to hear someone here. enjoying the show for once, as opposed to as opposed to the <laughs> not enjoying it. Dour glares coming our way from Ibarra next. Sure. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no. So thank you so much, thank you so much, Brian. Welcome back. Uh, if you want to talk about the show on Twitter, we love it. We love to we, – we chat with fans it's fun. on Twitter. It's fun. Hashtag JJGo. Put it on there. Uh, MaximumFun.reddit.com is the uh, Reddit community. Um, I actually recently just did a uh, – I was bored at work, so I did an AMA on mm-hmm. Reddit there. I answered like 50 or 100 questions from people. So you can look at that on Reddit. That's linked on the Maximum Fun Reddit. Um, and on Facebook, we got a Maximum Fun group on Facebook, very lively, very active, and a Jordan Jesse Go page. So go like that. And of course – Go to toteseat.com and do not miss. Brian and Lindsay will totally eat that. The first ever video production for MaximumFun.org. It is really a blast. Brian and Lindsay are great in it. It's really a hoot. Um, So go watch that. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.